Okay, well, hey, welcome. We're so glad you're here. How many have been connecting the last couple of weeks with our faith stories with staff and last week's stories of hope? You had a chance to get out on a bunch of days. That's so, so great. Um, we have Mr. Stickney uh, this morning, so let's give him a Monday welcome. Thank you, guys. <coughs> Super excited to hear uh, about his story, and we, we learned a couple of things about him even this morning, actually, uh, in the, <laughs> the pre, uh, the green room there, but... Um, Derek, uh, as we head into kind of some of the faith story questions, um, tell us a little bit about how you came to be a teacher at Eden High School. Like, what's that part of the journey for you? Yeah. Um, well, I'll go back to, um, should I go right back to teaching and then into Eden? Or are you looking more just for the transition to Eden? Just, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever's kind of works best. Okay. For sure. Um, I'll, I'll do the whole thing. Like, uh, back in high school, I wasn't the greatest student, uh, grades. And I know students have told me every teacher says they weren't the greatest student. Uh, I think I brought that to a whole different level. So, um, and not, and not proud of it. Uh, grade seven, um, kind of grade eight, nine, ten, um, just had a really poor attitude about everything, people and, and life and school and, being forced to do and and all that kind of stuff and uh, and so anyways I found myself in grade eleven then wondering what am I going to do with my life and uh, loved music that was one area that I had always loved um, and so decided uh, music hey music and teaching like even though I had kind of really despised. Uh, school I thought teaching might be a way to go I, I don't know anyways um, but I, I did make that decision and um, then <coughs> obviously I realized I needed to go to university well my marks were nowhere near um, what universities needed um, so I found myself graduating high school with an average of 63 um, and applying to um, three schools where the average was you know cutoff was 80 and 75 and 70 and thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe it'll be a year where nobody applies to the school where the cutoff is 70 and, and I'll be okay. Um, so anyways, I get my first rejection uh, from, the, from Queens who needed an 80, and then I get my second rejection from uh, Western who needed the 70. So now I'm sitting there going, okay, what am I gonna do here? Um, but Laurier, who was my home school, I grew up in Kitchener-Waterloo area, and so when I look back on it now, there's no way I would have even been able to afford um, living away from home. Um, so why I was looking at, and I was dead set on Western. In fact, when I went for my audition at Western, because I was applying into music, so you had to go ahead of time to audition. When I went there for my audition, I bought a Western jacket, the leather school jacket, because I thought, this is the school I'm gonna go to. If there's any school, this will be it. And anyways, I end up at uh, Laurier through, like, uh, one of the professors called me, called me in for an interview and said, you know, your, your audition was great, your marks are not, um, and so talk to us, because uh, I have to sit down before the board tomorrow and, and uh, present your case, and, and we will talk about it. So, anyways, we had that interview, he was a great guy, Barry Cabina, English organist, and uh, he sat down and whatever. God worked through that whole thing. I ended up at, at Laurier, which it was a school I could afford to go to. I lived at home. I could go there. And as it turned out, like Western's purple and white, Laurier's purple and gold. So I ended up buying a patch, <laughs> the Laurier patch, took off the Western patch, 
And so I had the purple with white leather sleeves as opposed to the purple with gold leather sleeves Laurier jacket. One of a kind, the only one in the university. Um, and that's how we resolved that whole thing. Right. So anyways, from there, um, I didn't go right into teacher's college. I uh, couldn't afford to. I would knew I had to move away from home, so I needed to work for a little bit. I was working with home hardware at the time, so yada, yada, uh, home hardware, got married, moved down here. My wife started teaching um, in uh, Niagara Falls. Um, I, I worked on the farm, the family farm, Apple Farm, worked there for a few years, found myself at Brock, um, and then uh, did teacher's college at Brock. From there, uh, taught, so um, I went into elementary first. I taught at Virgil Public School before, uh, before Crossroads and taught grade eight there for a few years. Uh, moved to Winger, and there's a God story behind that move. Um, from Winger, went to Port High. There's a God story behind that move. And then from uh, Port Coburn High School, uh, Mr. Gay, for those who uh, know Mr. Gay, um, it was a, I had no intention on leaving uh, Port Coburn. There was nothing, I had, there, there have been times in my life where I've thought, you know what, I, I'm gonna go pursue that job or pursue that position and I would apply and nothing would ever happen. Every single uh, school change has been um, something that has happened to me, not something that I have tried to make happen. Anytime I've tried to make it happen, it has not happened. Um, and so for this move, it was Mr. Gay, Jim, calling me out of the blue and saying, hey, you need to come to Eden. We got four math. We got two music. The next year, you know, you could do some more music and less math. And, and the following year, you'll, you'll end up doing all music as I retire. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, sure. That, like, I, I knew I would never have the opportunity where I was to do full music. I had always doing been doing math and music, and not that I enjoyed teaching math. I, it's not something I did not enjoy. I just never had the opportunity to do all music, which was something I, I desired to do before the end of my, my career. And uh, so, anyways, that brought me to Eden. Very cool. So, yeah, so the you didn't paint the sleeves gold, eh? That was the <laughs> No, I did not paint them. Left, <laughs> left them white, yeah. And you didn't get married at home hardware, because that seemed to Didn't get married at home hardware, right, although, okay. yeah, is that what I said? Because it went yeah. from home hardware home to hardware married, and then and got married. To, yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay, Met right. my wife at Laurier. <laughs> that's great. In theory class, yeah. music theory. That's and because you went place to find music women. instead of math, Mr. Bickert left. That's why he left. But okay, yeah. <laughs> not really, but anyways. Um, Derek, uh, just in, in lots of conversations that I've had with you, faith is a massive piece, and um, share with us just how you came to faith in Christ. Uh, just tell us about that part of your journey, meeting yeah. Jesus. Yeah, um, grew up in a uh, grew up in a Christian home. So, like so many of us, um, and lots of blessings to that. I had parents who were great mentors. Uh, my mom was, uh, in particular, was uh, daily in in the Bible and and praying and and spent that quiet time in her relationship with Christ. Um, I know for me, not so much that piece, but uh, you grow up kind of, you just grow up learning what's right and wrong, and so you go through, for me anyways, went through life presenting myself as a good Christian, involved in the church, and, and doing the things that I knew I, sh I should be doing, um, but definitely hiding things that, doing things and hiding those things that I knew I shouldn't be doing, um, but not pursuing an authentic relationship with Christ. So um, when I think about 
Jesus and his short time on earth, the people he confronted were the Jewish leaders who knew the right things and who were Jews, so they were the lineage of Israelites, the lineage of Abraham, and so, you know, they must be saved because um, they're from the right lineage. I grew up in a Christian home. They, w they were attached to the synagogue. I went to church. Um, they were, um, they presented themselves well in public and that kind of thing. Um, but the ones, they were the ones that Jesus went after um, the most aggressively. And I look at my life, that's totally, if Jesus would have come to me, well, possibly even now, because, you know, I won't know in, in 20 years, I'll look back and possibly go now, wow, like as, as I look through my life, it has changed a lot, and it's been through the power of the Holy Spirit, which I am so thankful for. But um, when I look at, at any point in my past, uh, Jesus would have come to me. It, he would he would have addressed me the way he addressed uh, the Jewish leaders. There's no question about it. So hypocrisy, um, arrogance, um, pride, um, presenting the right way, but on the inside, not having a heart for Jesus. So that's that's kind of, I'm going to say that I, I accepted Christ into my life over the phone like uh, um, every morning through the summer or whatever. It was 100 Huntley Street because my mom would have that on. So we'd watch 100 Huntley Street. But right after that then would be Mr. Dress Up and <laughs> Sesame Street. Like that, that was every morning watching TV. So it ended up being through 100 Huntley Street. They did a call. So I, I said, yeah, Mom, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm six years old. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and then I grew up in a church where you're baptized as a baby and then uh, confirmed, you know, around your age. Um, so around that time, again, I, I would say more because it was the right thing to do. It looked good. I, 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 got, I got confirmed. Um, but there are some there are some times through my life. I, I remember a particular youth event. I was in about grade twelve, OAC, maybe first year university. Um, a youth event where they were just sharing the Passion uh, Week through drama, and I, I remember that really hitting me to the core. Like I was after after that, I was broken and and down for the count. And and I also uh, around the age thirty. Uh, recommitted my life and uh, immersion baptism, and and that was really a, a turning point for me, where I said, "This is no longer. This is what I believe. This is what I'm going to pursue. A relationship with Christ. It's not going to be a just something that I knew I should do because it was something I grew up in." So, yeah. right on. So along the way, we got time for a couple of questions, but along yeah. the way, uh, events or people mm -hmm. in your life that were influential in your faith. Who would that be? Um, so thankful, like I said, for my mother and, and father early on. Um, my wife, though, has been a real, uh, like, I love uh, marriage just for the sanctification piece uh, in anybody's life. Like, when you, when we're born, we live for ourselves. And, and when we grow up, it's, you know, when we're not under the power of the Holy Spirit, we're, we're, trying to live for ourselves and you put yourself trying to live for yourself with someone else um, suddenly like that doesn't work immediately as soon as you bring somebody else into your life that just doesn't work and so I really appreciate um, 
that marriage relationship and, and Jesus' plan for, or God's plan for, for marriage and for family to be able to uh, learn to look out for each other and to care for another person ahead of yourself and that kind of thing. So my wife has been a huge piece um, to my growth through this. Um, obviously, like people in the church who, um, who are um, just have more maturity than me in their faith, in their walk, um, I've looked up to them and have, have been influenced by them. Um, I, I tend to be driving every day at 7.30. WDCX at 7.30 has been John MacArthur for I can't remember how long, so um, I listen to a message by him virtually every morning um, on my drive and have started... Um, his commentary series. I've also uh, started to go through go through the Bible again, but uh, the New Testament, anyways, and following his commentary series, and uh, that has really mm, uh, allowed me cool. to go deeper into his word. So mm. I've appreciated that. Yeah, I can relate to uh, your comments just with your wife. I call my wife uh, the Holy Spirit in a nightgown. Yep, that's it she, for uh, sure. Is constantly uh, being used by God to convict <laughs> me and challenge me. Believe me. Yeah. Um, Last thoughts, uh, you've get, let's say just a, a message of encouragement for this generation, <laughs> just to challenge them forward in their faith. What, what would you share? Things, but I, I like I, I just look at First um, John two sixteen. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. So for me, that verse has probably outlined my life the closest, um, and so I've had to come to realize that. I need to, um, I grew up not mourning over my sin, kind of thinking that I was okay because for the most part I made decent choices, um, but the heart was not there. And so I guess my encouragement for any of you, if you find yourself in kind of that area where you're like, yeah, I, I'm not really in my Bible. I'm not really praying. There's no real relationship with Jesus, but I would call myself a Christian, and I walk the walk. Um, and, you know, when I look around at other people and um, maybe even my friends, I come out looking pretty good. So for those people, because that's where I found myself, if you find yourself in that spot, um, the road to destruction is a wide road, and it doesn't have a sign at the top that says this way to hell and the, the narrow road this way to heaven. The road to destruction says this way to heaven, um, but it is the wrong road. It's the easy road. It's the insincere road. It's the road where um, Jesus uh, accused all of the Jewish leaders of walking. And uh, if you think that you might find yourself on that road, please, please, please get into the word, um, get into, um, make a habit of praying, um, f surround yourself with at least one or two other people who are um, seeking the same, a genuine relationship with Christ and do life together and be willing to accept um, rebuke from them, be willing to um, share be completely transparent about where your heart is and um, and where your walk is at and and do that life together I know for both of my kids they have started to surround themselves that way and I'm just seeing like they are already way further along now at 
19 and 22 uh, than I ever was at that age. And, and uh, yeah, so that's my biggest encouragement. Appreciate the challenge, the authenticity. Can we say thank you to Mr. Sticky? <coughs> thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we got to roll just based on uh, time there. But want to say God bless. Have a great day. Tomorrow, I believe Mr. Landry is up on stage. So come on back tomorrow. Bring some friends. And God bless. We'll see you.